Welcome to the Power Prayer Podcast on the Living Bible Hub Network, featuring conversation with cousins. Enjoy the conversation. to this episode of Conversation with Cousins. We hope you are encouraged, inspired by the words that we share with you today. Good morning, good morning, or good evening, good evening, whenever you are watching this. Uh, this is episode 19. Uh, this is episode 19. So again, we are grateful and thankful for all of you uh, who have tuned in to us these past 18 weeks uh, again we are grateful and thankful again we thank god for all of you uh for your comments for your feedback and again we encourage you to comment and feedback uh we we, are, we will gladly accept uh maybe you want us to deal with a topic uh so just uh whatever uh comment or feedback you would like to share we would love to have you uh, to do that. So again, we are grateful and thankful uh, for you all rocking with us all this time. Again, we want to continue to encourage you to share, like, and subscribe. Uh, we're trying to get our YouTube number uh, subscribers up. Uh, so again, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, my name is Eddie J, and my cousin name is Sherry T, and I'm as excited today as I was like last week. I mean, we are excited to come into your home. We're excited that you choose to spend some time with us as we just open up the word of the Lord and have a conversation about life from a Christian perspective. We thank you again. And as my cousin said, go ahead and, and hit that like button, share button, because we're trying to get those numbers up. And we can only do this thing if you continue to, to help us, assist us. As we serve you, you're serving us by sharing it, liking it, and giving us a comment. Let us know how you feel. We want to know. We're here for you. We're here to pray with you. We're here to, to share the word of the Lord in your life, that the Holy Spirit will continue to transform our lives continually every day from the inside out. Back to you, Cass. So again, uh, if you have been with us, uh, y'all should know where we're going. Uh, on last episode, we dealt with uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, uh, and we went through verse 5. Uh, we went through verse 5. We basically dealt with uh, sin in the church, a sexual immorality in the church. Uh, and just to give you a, a, quick, a, a quick review, uh, there was a man uh, who was sleeping with his stepmother uh -huh. uh, there was a man who was sleeping with a step stepmother uh and they they instead of correcting it they were tolerating it uh, -huh. uh instead of checking that brother uh and paul basically was shocked because they were allowing this uh -huh. type of behavior to happen within the church but then again, we talked about, and again, I shared on last week that I never thought about it. Uh, they only checked the man. Mm -hmm. They only checked the man. And the, and the reason because they only checked the man because uh, the man was the believer. Mm -hmm. uh, the woman was a unbeliever. If they were both believers, then they both should have been checked. Yeah. Uh, but because the the man was a believer. He was the one who was being checked. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, that was something wrong automatically uh, because we talked about in previous episode of not to be unequally yoked. So he was already uh, in, and that was already something bad. But then it's already bad enough to, to mess with your dad's wife. Yes. 
so again, it, it's so many things that was wrong, but uh, they were tolerating it. Uh, they didn't check it. And then Paul basically says uh, what, what should have happened is that y'all should have threw him out of the church. Mm -hmm. You should have ex excommunicated him so that he could be exposed. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that on last week, so he could be exposed. So once he's out there by himself, uh, he either going to turn back to the to the to God and the church, or he's going to continue to 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 dwell in the sin. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing about it, if he's out there, it's like cutting off a cancer in the, within the church. Yes. Uh, and he, that relationship that he was in was a cancer for the church. Mm -hmm. uh, and we know about cancer. Uh, when once, once somebody has a cancer, they try to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what they were. That's what Paul said that they should have done. They should have got rid of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the whole point of it all was not to was to bring him to reconciliation. Yes. The whole point was him to for him to acknowledge his error, uh, for him to repent and to be restored. Yes. After his repentance, and then to be restored, and that should be the goal of anyone uh, that does something uh, egregious in the church. Yes. Uh, we we have to check them, but the 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 goal should be restoration. Yes. Uh, that should be the goal. So again, Paul, and what we're dealing with today, he goes on to use a metaphor. Uh, I'm going to read verses uh, 6 to 8. 6 to 8, we'll, we will expound on that, and then we'll finish it up today. So 6 to 8, again, I'm reading from the Christian Standard Version Bible. It says, uh, your boasting is not good. Uh, do you know, don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new unleavened batch, as indeed you are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us observe the feast not with old leaven or with the leaven of malice and evil, mm -hmm. uh, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Mm -hmm. uh, so here we see uh, Paul, as we continue, uh, again, this is the continuation from last week, uh, Paul uh, uses a, a, a bacon metaphor mm -hmm. uh, to explain uh, the consequences of not dealing with serious sin within the church. So he used this uh, illustration, and he basically says, uh, don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? Uh, so to put it uh, this way, uh, a bad apple will spoil the whole barrel. Yeah. Or, or, or another analogy, and I use it on 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 the front end. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to treat cancer before it spreads throughout the body. Mm -hmm. uh, and Paul was telling them that sin left unchecked would mm -hmm. harm the congregation. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, that's why he said it's important that you check it uh, because if you fail to check it. Then other people within the congregation will say, well, okay, if he can do that, then maybe I can do this. Uh, that's why we have to check sin, call sin for what it is, uh, and check it because that will be, uh, uh, that it will let those within the body that this type of action is not tolerated for the believers. Uh, so again, leaving it unchecked leaves all kind of different scenarios that believers, especially new believers, uh, they can believe, okay, if they're doing this, man, I can go back and do what I was doing, and it's all good. 
And no, uh, we have to remember, uh, we dealt with it in a previous uh, 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 episode where we said, come out from among them. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's important that he uses this, this metaphor uh, to let them know we when something that as serious as this was taking place in the church, it can't go on as though it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And what we have seen in our churches, unfortunately, uh, we have seen some stuff uh, that was going on within the church. Mm -hmm. uh, and we knew it was going on uh, and it went unchecked yeah. and we didn't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. So then uh, when somebody else says, did something and they said something about it, then that made the church hypocritical because you said something about one situation but you didn't deal with another situation. Yeah. And if we're going to be fair, if we're going to be the body of Christ, mm -hmm. we need to deal with all situations uh, that can be cancerous yes. uh, within the body of Christ. Go ahead, Cuz. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I, again, I'm going to pick this up at, at 10, uh, verse 5 and 7, because he says, purge out therefore, and I'm reading probably from King James, uh, that old letter, he's letting them know, you got to get rid of it. Like you just said, it becomes cancerous uh, so that it wouldn't disrupt what the, the new that's coming in. If God wants to restore, and you started off just when you were beginning to share from, the, from, from what we shared last week, it was repent, reconcile, restore. And in order for us to do that, in order for that man to, to be restored, because that is our goal. So when Paul turns around and says, you know, just kick him out, just get rid of him so that he can come from up under the cover and, 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 and the Lord will deal with him. He's now given that choice and the Lord does that with us. And we have to know that as the church, there is a process to restoration and that mm -hmm. repentance and reconciliation must come. So in order for that to, to happen, he says, purge him. Let's not, and I'm saying that again, let's not be scared. Let's not come up under the fear of saying, you know what, you, you want to keep everybody happy. Well, no, we have to look at this as an eternal thing. It's it's eternity that we, that we want people to understand that life goes on after death here. But God wants his church to shine in the earth. And in yeah. order for it to shine, those that, that know better, do better. And those that walk in faith and not fear will stand up for righteousness and say, no, it's time for correction. And, and Paul is just bringing it to the church of Corinthians. And, and like you said, he uses what, we, you know, when we look at this and we think about leaven, he's using a, a cooking metaphor to understand, but they also understood what Passover was about. And mm. when they entered in from Passover to the unleavened bread feast, what that feast represented was to get rid of the leaven that's in your house. And and even today, the practicing the uh, Jewish people, the community, the, when, when they come around to that, that time of the feast, they literally still go through their house and get rid of all, get rid of all the leaven, get, just take it out and be clean for like seven days. They, 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 they do this thing for seven days. They understand. And Paul was, again, going back to the roots of, of what the Jewish community practices. They understood that. So I, I think he was making it clear that it is just as important as we practice this feast, this is the same thing. We understand that we have to be able to purge ourselves from a cancerous thing so that what those that are in the church and the, the new believers won't look at it like, oh, I can continue to do what I want to do. No, we're lift, you're lifting up a standard of righteousness, understanding that Jesus has already paid this thing all the way to the cross and through the cross. And we can't we can't go around and um what I want to say, be soft mm. on sin. Don't be soft on it because it's it's running rapid. And if the church is going to look any different, then and I'm going to the leadership, the leadership must be willing to say, hey, we gotta get this right. 
and, yeah. and, and it's because it starts with the head. If the head don't get it right, the body show ain't gonna fall. Right. The head will stand up and say, no, this is what the Bible says. We know it and, and stand up for it. We're better off for it because at the end of the day, that person or individuals can can go through that place of repentance, record restoration, and 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 understand that they've been we've been reconciled through Christ. This shows the greatest love that that you have for God and God has for you to stand yeah. up righteous. Go back to you, guys. So just pick it back off where you left off and what you hit on is that the mention of leaven leads Paul uh, to point uh, to the Israel experience. Uh, Exodus experience mm -hmm. as an illustration. So as you noted, uh, the Israelites were commanded to uh, sacrifice a lamb mm -hmm. uh, and to put blood on their doorposts uh, yeah. so that when the angel of death would come through, it would pass them over. Yeah. Uh, when the Lord brought uh, judgment on Egypt's firstborn. Mm -hmm. And also, in addition, the Israelites were to remove leaven, as you mentioned, uh, from their homes and eat unleavened bread for mm -hmm. seven days yeah. uh, as a reminder of their hurried departure of Egypt. Yeah. Uh, so what Paul is telling the Corinthian church is that Christ uh, is the fulfillment of Same. the Passover lamb. Uh, he was sacrificed, talking about Christ, to protect them from judgment. Mm -hmm. and for, furthermore, uh, the leaven is symbolic of sin. Yes. The leaven is symbolic of sin. So just as the Israelites were to rid their homes of all leaven, mm -hmm. uh, so the Corinthians must clean out the old leaven mm -hmm. uh, that they may... Uh, that they might be a new unleavened batch. In other yeah. words, what he was was saying, uh, sin, the old way of life, mm -hmm. must be left behind so that the church can live as a new people mm -hmm. as we are in Christ and not like the old people. Right. Uh, and one person's sin leaven uh, uh, can hinder or stop God's blessing for the everyone. Preach. One person can, can stop the blessing for everyone. Preach. Are y'all hearing me? That's why we are a family, and that's why family have to check family from yeah. time to time. Because we know uh, that one, one leaven, one uh, egregious sin within the congregation can stop that church from going to another level. Preach. And we have seen it. Yes. We have seen it within churches where uh, where sin went unchecked in with, with, with their leadership. Mm -hmm. And then it got exposed. And once it got exposed uh, to the world, now uh, the church is tore up. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have church splits. Yes. <laughs> because we didn't check something uh, uh, on the front end. Yes. If we would have checked something, uh, as you said, uh, if we would uh, went through the point of repent, mm -hmm. uh, or reconciling and restore, mm -hmm. uh, then a lot of church splits, a lot of stuff that have gone on and is going on in the body of Christ would not have taken place. So he basically saying uh, we must discard the leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, yeah. so that we may live with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Preach. Uh, that's what the text said in verse eight. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's important that we, as as the body of Christ, we must be real. Yes. That CCC, that fake and phony stuff, don't cut it. Don't cut it. Uh, the fake and phoniness don't cut it. We have to be real. And one thing uh, that, and I, I said this in a, in, in a previous episode, one thing that the younger generation, uh, they they can see through when you're real and when you fake. Say it. See right and through. And when you fake, 
they turn us off. Yeah. <laughs> but if you come with us real, if you straight with them, they're more apt to hear what you have to say. Now, yeah. it may not change them right then and there, but they will receive what you say if you come with them with sincerity and with truth. Wow. Wow. Uh, it's important that, that we, and the, what, yeah, I'm going to say it because we this mm-hmm. this conversation with cousin, we just say it. Right. Uh, a, a lot of people come within the body of Christ like it's Halloween. Woo! Come in with their mask on. <laughs> they come in with their mask on. Uh, uh, so once they come in, in, in inside with other believers, they got their mask on. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, but then when they leave out the church door, they take their mask off and they yeah. become who they really are. Praise. Uh, and it's important that we must be real, not just within the confines of the Christian community, mm-hmm. but we must be real uh, uh, and authentic once we leave outside of the Christian co- community. And yeah. a lot of people are good at putting on their mask. Yeah. Go ahead, Oh, wow. If, if, if that wasn't a fire starter right there, just, op- just open it up. But, you know, being truthful, being truthful to this generation, when when they know, they know fake and phony, and they not listening. But when they, but when they receive the word, that's just what we come to do. Because that word that they receive, I'll get water. They may not, they may not get it then, but God will begin to, you know, bring them across, bring them across the path of people, bring them, bring the right people across their path that, that will be able to share the word again. Keep watering that seed that was deposited in them, that in the fullness of time, the light bulb comes on. And they don't have to be one of those that walk in the church with that inner mask. Masking, masking the pain of their problem, masking the pain that they and their hurt, masking, ma- masking that problem of saying, "No, I'm blessed and highly favored," because when they, when you do that, you really don't believe in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to walk in the door of the church, and if you dealing with pain, if that, if that pastor, that one that is up there talking, they ought to get a sense, a word of knowledge should come to them. And within their message, begin to share something that will relieve you of the burden that you're carrying. Because you know that God is there to do what? Heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free, to, to, to allow you to walk in the fullness of his presence, knowing that he cares enough about your problem that he's already solved. Because when you're walking around with a mask, you're not hearing nothing. You still you 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 still you still trying to hide the pain. When we understand the church is just a big hospital. Yeah. It's a big hospital, so people can be what? They can repent, be restored, and be reconciled. Every day is a walk. Y'all think we don't have a devil out here? Y'all missing the whole point. Because this devil is going to and fro, seeing who he can devour and destroy and mess up. And that's why Paul is trying to get got was trying to get the church of Corinth, and he's trying to get the church of the day to understand: don't play with sin. One lump a destroyed a complete church, and if you don't believe it, walk down any neighborhood. They got three or four churches on the block. Ain't nothing going on. And you know why nothing's going on? Let's look at the community and what what, what what the community is doing. Wherever there's a church, people should be prospering. Wherever there is a church sitting, the people in that community should prosper. Because Jesus came and he said, I came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. And in that prospering, we learn to serve one another at the point of their need, understanding that we can correct you and you will receive it. Because if, if the Holy Spirit is not correcting us, the Holy Spirit ain't even doing his job. Mm. 
Mm. But I guarantee you the Holy Spirit is doing his job. Right. But when there is sin in the camp, it stops. Because the leader, and I'm talking to the leaders again, the leadership got to come with it. The leadership can't be faking, phony, and wearing a mask. Mm. And a lot of leadership is faking, phony, and wearing a mask. Are they concerned about how many people are, how many, uh, how much is in, in the collection plate today? Without really understanding what it is to serve the people and keep the temple, the house of the Lord, clean. Mm. It's, you know, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But it's a challenge that Paul and the and that Paul was letting them know you already understand this. You understand it from what you've already learned from the history of your Jewish brothers and sisters. You already yeah. So don't deny it. Don't don't stop being fake and phony. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna kick that devil out. Yeah. And let's come clean because the generation behind you needs to understand that God is holy. And your thoughts must be become pure, righteous, and clean. They they have to be. Your behavior has to be. Not saying we're not gonna make mistakes. Because we do make mistakes. Everyone slips up. If you ain't had no slip up, something wrong. Um, yeah. You didn't already been in, you already been in, in, in an eternal rest. Because we all have slip ups. Problems are going to come. God, God is, is written in the word. Jesus said. You will, you, you, you will have trials and tribulations. But fear not, you overcome. So when we know that we're overcomers. All we have to do is follow these instructions. Are we willing to follow the instructions that Paul has laid before us with understanding, truth, and sincerity? Back to you, Kevin. All right, so that takes us to 9 to 13. Uh, and as Cousins simply said, uh, we have to be real. We have to be real. Uh, the, uh, the church should be a safety zone. To where people could come in and get what they need from the Lord. Uh, it should be a safety zone. It should be where they can come unmasked uh, so that God can reach them where they really need to be reached at. Mm -hmm. uh, so, again, all of us have, all of us are different. Mm -hmm. All of us be reaching at different areas and different points and different places. And we have to acknowledge that there's nobody greater than the next person. Right. Uh, we come together. Uh, we're all coming in to get a tune-up uh, for what for what we have faced in that yeah. previous week. We yeah. come. That's what we're doing. We come to get a tune-up. Yeah. We our, our 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 tank is empty or half full, and we're coming to get a full filled up uh, so that we can go back into this mean world and do what God has called us to do. Yeah. Uh, so again, we have to always remember that. So verses 9 to 13 says, uh, I wrote to you in a letter not to associate with sexual immoral people. I did not mean the immoral people of this world or the greedy and the swindlers or the idolaters. Otherwise, you would have to leave the world. Mm. But actually, I wrote to you to not associate with anyone who claims mm. to be a brother or sister and is sexual immoral, greedy, or an idolater, or verbally abusive, a drunkard, or a swinder, swindler. Do not even eat with such a person. Mm. For what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge don't you judge those who are inside? God judges outsiders. Remove mm -hmm. the evil person from among you. Uh, so again, uh, the Corinthians should have known better. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and to ignore this church member uh, that was dealing with this man that was caught up in this sexual and moral relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, because Paul reminds them 
uh, in a previous letter, uh, he had written to them and told them not to associate mm -hmm. uh, with sexual immoral people. Now, by this, he did not mean the immoral people of the world. Mm. Uh, he, he wasn't dealing with the unbeliever because he says, after all, we have to live in this world. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, and he said, we will encounter sinners uh, who were greedy and swindlers or idolaters. So yeah. we can't leave this world. But what, what Paul was stressing is uh, those who say they are believers mm. and who continue to live in this way, uh, he says, you do not associate with them. Wow. So he's not saying those who are unbelievers right. that live in that way because they unbelievers, they supposed to live that way. Right. Are y'all hearing me? They don't know either. They supposed to live that way. But then he's, he's saying those uh, who uh, so-called call themselves believers uh, and refuse to repent of their actions, yeah. uh, he says, do not even deal with them. He wow. says, don't even eat with them. Whoa, just cut them off. He says, we have no, we should have no relations with those who claim to be of the body of Christ who continue to live in these sinful practices. Yeah. yeah. He said, don't speak to them. Uh, he said, he said, no, he don't say that. He said, don't eat with them. Mm -hmm. Now, that don't mean we don't speak to them, be cordial and all of that. But what he's saying is, do not have intimate and close relationships yeah. with people who yeah. proclaim to be Christ, but are living uh, a, a, a rebellious, sinful lifestyle. Yeah. Go ahead, Wow, how much of that is happening in mm. the you know they living in sin. You know they're fornicators. You know they're drunkards. You know they're they're dealing in same sex relationships. They got covenants going on, and they're in the church calling them. Say, no, I'm a believer. I believe in God. And 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 y'all going out. And the simple fact that he says, "Do not eat." Yeah. Because when we're when 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 we're eating, man, that's that's real. That's breaking bread. Yeah. That's fellowship. That's that's getting to know someone. It's what you're eating with them, but you're not bringing any correction. As we said, so don't even do that. Don't eat with them if you ain't gonna correct them. If they don't, if they refuse to come up out of that sin, this is how important. Don't eat with them. Excommunicate yourself. We're talking about believers. We all know there. We look. We all know that is happening. These are the boundaries that Paul is saying, don't cross. You got to, there, there's a lot, there's a line right here. And, and if, if they're going to continue to have this behavior going on, unrepentant, you know, I'm going to call it unresponsive. They're, they're unresponsive. They, they, they're dead and don't even know it. Because mm. they refuse to repent. Don't deal with it. Because you go back up to those first few verses that we even said on last week, pick them out so that they got so so they can be turned over to Satan. They can be turned over to the reprobate mind, and God will deal with them. See, at the end of the day, our job is easy. You must go. That God can handle you the way He chooses to. At the hand of Satan. Because Satan is going to him, bro. Seeing who he can about. Yeah, and you know, and it's well, go ahead and they're they're getting ready to come out there. Just go ahead, but you, you can have their flesh, but you can't have his soul. God knows how to turn the thing around, he knows how to get your attention. But at the end of the day, he wants you to repent, be reconciled, and be restored. And when we can think on that, it's better It's better that we disconnect ourselves from those that don't want to change so that God can get them to change. Yeah. Love you, Cuts.
ahead. So again, it's not that uh, we can't speak to the person or that you are to treat them cruelly. Uh, it means that we must treat them uh, uh, like a fellow Christian when he is showing contempt for God and for his people yeah. by ignoring divine prescribed process of church discipline. Yeah. Yes. In other words, we can't treat someone who is sick as if they are well. Mm. Because if we're doing so, that is unloving. So we must be about reconciliation. Yeah. Uh, and that's where uh, this is, that's, I talked about it last week. This is where church discipline should come in. Yes. Uh, and we have scripture for that. Matthew 18, 15, I, I'm going to go there. Matthew 18, 15 through 18 simply says, if your brother sins against you, go tell him his fault between yeah. you and him. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. Mm. But if he won't listen, take one or two others with you so, by, so that by testimony of two or three witnesses, every fact may be established. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't pay attention to them, tell the church. And if he doesn't pay attention to the church, treat him like a Gentile and a tax collector. Yes. Tell, truly tell them whatever you bind on earth has been bound in heaven, whatever loose on earth has been loosed in heaven. So mm. he said there's a process. If something is wrong, we need to go and try to restore them. Yes. If they, they don't receive, receive it from you, then you take two or three witnesses. Once mm. you take two or three witnesses, they don't receive it from them. Then you take it to the leadership or the elders of the church. Yeah. And if they don't receive it from the elders of the church, then it's the elders, the pastors, the leaders of the church to push them out. Yes. Yes. There's a process to this. And I know this don't happen in our churches. No. No. We, we're afraid. We don't we don't do that. No. Uh, and that's why our churches have become so weak. And that's why there's our churches uh, uh don't have the power and the anointing, uh, mm -hmm. because we haven't done, we have allowed stuff to when we, like we talked about it earlier, when we allow sin to fester, mm -hmm. uh, it blocks the anointing block, of yeah. the Holy Yes. Yeah. So again, that's important. Then 12 and 13, as we conclude, uh, it's not the church's business to deal with the unbeliever. Mm. Let me say that again. It's not the church's business to deal with outsiders or the unbeliever. God will deal with them. Yes. But the church is called to judge its own. Mm. Repeat that again. Make it a little loud. The church, those who are in the household of faith, yes. the church is called to judge its own. Yeah. Uh, and to judge those who are, are inside for the good of the sinning member for the purity of the church mm -hmm. and for the glory of God. Yes. And yes. churches that refuse to lovingly and clearly address unrepentant sins mm -hmm. are not functioning as biblically centered New Testament churches. Wow. And I just said it, and therefore, they are limiting or negating God's powerful presence in the midst. Mm. We're blocking the anointing. We are blocking the presence of God yeah. when we allow sin to run rampant in our churches. Isn't that correct? Maybe that's why uh, uh, we can't lay hands on the sick and they recover like they should. Right. Woo. I went there. You went there, maybe, maybe, maybe that's why we can't cast out devils like they used to. Well, uh, just, just maybe, just, I'm just throwing it out there. Just, just maybe, uh, that's why uh, we don't, 
we don't see uh, the manifestation and the glory of God that should be taking place yeah. within our churches because yeah. we have not dealt with sin. Mm. So true. Since uh, the church is a hospital, yes, the church is a hospital, and it's a place where sinners uh, can come and be healed, can come and be restored, okay. And it's, it's a place for those who have accepted Him, who have walked away, uh, to to repent, uh, to be restored and be re reconciled. Yes, yes, yeah. It's important, uh, uh, but but what but what the church must not do is allow the sick to be content with being sick. Let me say that again. Uh, the church must not not allow the sick to be content mm. to be comfortable mm. with being sick. Mm. Because when we do that. We cease to be a hospital, and we devolve into a hospice. Preach that, cuz. That simply makes people comfortable in their sin. Mm -hmm. We're a hospice when we allow people to be comfortable in their sin. Because, you know, when people go to hospice, the next thing that happens is they getting ready to transition. That's it. They're getting yeah. ready to die. And when we become a hospital instead of a hospital, we are allowing people to die in their medicine. Oh, because oh, you just you opened up a whole nother conversation there because that's so true. We allow people to die in their sin. Are we not grieved at that? Paul said that at the top of this at the top of this chapter. We should be grieved. When we're grieved, moved with compassion. God can bring healing. But if there's sin, that is, if there's sin, we're allowing people to die. To die in their sin. Because they never come to a place of repentance. And if I'm correct, John the Baptist spent his ministry saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm. Repent. That means you got to turn around from this thing. The kingdom of God is here. If you don't repent, you die an eternal death. Now, this is believer to believer here, not, not believer to unbeliever. Believers that hear the word proclaim that they're Christians, but they're still living this wayward life. Not even, not even thinking about changing. No conviction. Where there is no conviction, there's no Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is here to convict us of our sin. So he's just not, he's not only he's convicting the ones that are getting up there preaching the gospel every day and not bringing what? Not bringing no correction. A good parent will always correct. A good leader will bring correction. Yeah. If they're looking, if you're looking to grow your church, a good leader must bring correction. That means that leader has the ability to pick up this word, get understanding and wisdom, and still hear from heaven and act on what the Holy Spirit told him to do. Far better for it to do it than not to do it. We should grieve. When you use that example of a, a hospital, we go from a hospital to being a hospice, that's sad. But it's true. That's true. Because we know they don't, if you don't bring correction, you don't stand up for righteousness, all you're doing is allowing people to die. In their seat. Where's the hope? Where's the presence of the Holy Spirit? 
is Ichabod written across every building and we don't see it? Mm. Back to you, Cass. I'm done. Go ahead, Clay. Go ahead and close us out, Cass. This is good. That's 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 our our last thing. Our and I, and, I, and I'm I, I'm gonna make a tweet or a post of this. Are our churches or ministry hospitals or hospices? Ooh, yes, do that. <laughs> That's a good yeah, point. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't already. I'm about to send it out as, as you were talking. Mm -hmm. our, our hospitals, I mean, our churches or ministries, or, or your auxiliary or whatever you are over, are there hospitals or are there hospices? Yeah. Are wow. there where people can come in with their mask off and get what they need? Yeah. Or are there a place where they can just relic, rep, just provide, just continue in with the, how they're living? Yeah. That 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 thing messed me up. Yeah. Well, uh, this hospital or hospice piece. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the goal of the hospital is you come in and you get well and you go back out. Mm -hmm. The thing of a hospice is, is they just making you comfortable to die. Yes. And I hate to say it, it's so so many churches and ministries uh, that have that is making things comfortable for people to die. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kaz, go ahead and do that post so I can so I can reshare and tweet it out. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. That is that's powerful. As soon as, as soon as we get off, I'm sending it out. Uh, so again, uh, it, it 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 it's something that we need to think about. Mm -hmm. It's something we need to ponder. Uh, that thing that just it, it, that 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 thing there just just got me thinking. This okay. Uh, are we are we going to be helping sinners? Or are we just going to allow them to continue to hurt? Uh, so that's that's the question that we need to ponder uh, as we conclude this episode uh, on today. Are our churches, are our ministries, or even our our individually selves? Are we going to be people who help people? Yes. Or are we going to be people who hurt people? Mm. Are we going to encourage people? Or are we going to put people's business out there and talk about them like a dog? Yeah. How are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Are we going to be helpful? Or are we going to be hurtful? That's the that's the question of, of this episode as we conclude it. Uh, I'm talking to individuals. I'm talking to ministries. I'm talking to churches. Uh, we have to make. Are we going to be hospital or hospital? Are we going to be helpful or hurtful? Mm. That's my charge as we conclude this episode. So, Father, in the name of Jesus. Uh, we thank you. We praise you. We uh, thank you for uh, allowing us to go to this episode and as well as last week's episode uh, to deal with uh, a tough subject, uh, to deal with things that's not normally talked about in our churches and our ministry, uh, uh, sin within the camp. Uh, uh, so, God, we pray, God, that uh, uh, as are we going to be helpful or hurtful? Are we going to be a people that helps people, uh, encourage people, uh, help them get well, help them in their situation? Are we going to be hurtful? Are we going to talk about them? Are we just going to, we see they're in trouble and we're just going to look at them and just let them go to waste? So, Father, I pray that whoever is listening to this episode or whoever is watching this episode, uh, uh, that you will prick our hearts, uh, that you will prick our minds, that we want to be a hospital, mm -hmm. 
and not a hospice. So God, I pray as we ponder uh, from whenever we hear this episode, as we ponder throughout the, the day, as we ponder throughout the week, Lord, show us, are we being a hospital or are we being a hospice? And if we're being a hospice, Lord, help us to be a hospital. And we give you glory and we give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We pray you have enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for spending time with us. Be sure to subscribe to our channel and we'll see you next week. word from our sponsor, we will continue with praise and worship. There are four common mistakes entrepreneurs and business owners make in their first years of business. Learn what you don't know by clicking the link below. The Make More Offers Challenge with Myron Golden. You'll be glad you did. Do it now. Click below. And I'll see you on the other side. They say this mountain can't be moved. They say these chains will never break. But they don't know you like we
it's time to believe for the impossible. Speak to the mountain and command it to move. You said it. I believe it. You said it. It is done. You said it. I believe it. You said it. It is done. Can you help me sing? Yes, you did.
Thank you for listening to the Power of Prayer podcast featuring Conversation with Cousins. We hope you enjoyed the show. Catch us next week. Same time, same channel. Have a blessed one. Peace.